This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, this is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm in here with you. I'll be your coach if you need me to be. Just give me a call, 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Samantha in Washington, D.C. Hi, Samantha. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, I, I wish I could be more precise with you, but I'll try to do my best. Okay. Um, I have no doubt that God would see my plans through. Mm-hmm. But I can't even seem to develop a plan. A plan to do what? That's just it. I can't come to anything concrete. Mm-hmm. You know, I would start out with things, and then I would lose interest, mm-hmm. lose passion. Yeah. And I just can't can't seem to keep something going with enthusiasm. I see. Let's get the category right. Are we talking about a plan in business, a plan in ministry, or a plan in relationships? What's the category? Uh, a plan in business. Okay. A plan in business. How much money do you want to make? And money has never been very important to me. Okay. Um, and basically what I do make, I want to give and donate a lot, uh, a large percentage of that to charity. Okay. So is that what your plan is to uh, give, make, make little money, but give a lot of the little money that you have away? Exactly. Okay. Or make big money and give a lot of the money, the big money away. Okay. Well, that's we got to make a decision though. Are we going to make big money or are we going to make a little money? We're going to make big money. Okay. Then, so then money does matter. What you do with it is a different story. <laughs> but you said money doesn't okay. matter. You got if you want to be a, a philanthropist, if you want to be a a generous donor, right? You can be a generous donor making $20,000 and give 15000 away and live on 5000 and be in poverty. Or you can make $200,000, all right, live on 100000 and give 100000 away. Or you can make $2 million and live on 250000 and put the rest in a foundation and start giving it away and living off the interest of that. But, okay. you know, when we say money doesn't matter, uh, then that probably means you're not going to be quite a philanthropist or somebody who's really donating a lot. Uh, it sounds okay. to me, so first of all, I would just challenge and say, okay, money does matter. So can, can we settle that one? Yes, we can. Okay, good. Now, how do you make that money? If you could choose any kind of business, what would be the kind of business that would really inspire you that you'd want to do? Well, I've always had this notion of an after-dinner restaurant. Mm-hmm. Is that a lounge? Yes. Okay. So when people have had their steak, <laughs> when they've had their Italian uh, meal, and now it's mm-hmm. 9 o'clock at night, and they want to go have a place where they can have like a little nightcap and hang out with a couple of friends and, and kind of socialize, you want them to come to your place. Is that right? That's the ambiance, yes. Got it. And you want that place to have a little bit of jazz music or... Uh, Definitely. Oh, see, I'm with you. I'm almost going to come there. I'm just waiting for you to build it. Okay. <laughs> Are we talking leather couches and some nice lights and and kind of a smooth uh, relaxation environment? Yes. 
Excellent. Do we want to do this in the city or do we want to do this in the suburbs? I would like to do it in the city. Uh-huh. And what kind of clientele are we looking at? Maybe a 35 and over type of clientele? Or not- I don't know. Well, you know, I never thought about that. And I mm-hmm. really don't like to put um, an, an age out there because, you know, you have some very mature young people. Understood. And you have some very immature older people. Understood. So it would be more like people who could actually appreciate a setting like that. Understood. So what group of people within a 10 to 20 year uh, age span do you think would actually enjoy after dinner, late night lounge where they can have conversation and listen to some smooth jazz? With all honesty, it would be 40 and over. There you go. Now we're getting there. All right, because Mm -hmm. the reason I say that is a 28-year-old is not going to want to do that uh, regularly, okay? Or a Mm -hmm. 22-year-old is definitely not going to want to do that, and they ain't going to go have a steak either and sit at a, a, you know, Ruth's Chris and then go somewhere and sit down and have. Now, you're going to find a few, but the reality is those few few are not going to fuel your business plan. All right, so you got to say, okay, I'm looking for that. 40 and over, 40 to 55, 15-year uh, age span, and we want to go after them. So they're the ones that are going to like Gerald, Gerald Albright. You know, they're the ones that are going to mm-hmm. like uh, a little smooth jazz. They don't, they don't want electronic yeah. dance music. They don't want to bop up and down, you know. So <laughs> exactly. it's important to understand your target. So first of all, I would say develop a plan uh, of who you're trying to, you know, target. So we already got that, 40 to 55. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of ambiance you want and what location you want. Uh, so we've kind of got all that down. Now what we got to find out is how much can you afford to uh, to borrow in order to get this started. Now that's going to deal with your personal yeah. numbers. I know we can't deal with that on the air, but you want to sit down yeah. with, a, with a banker or someone and say, okay, based on my finances, based on my credit score, how much can I actually get? Because you're probably going to have to take out a small business loan to do it. But these okay. are the kind of plans we're talking about because you already have the vision for it. So, And you already have sort of the idea that you want. Now you just got to get a couple of team members. And the first team you need to get okay. is, is your bank. <laughs> okay. They're one of the very first okay. uh, kinds of people you want to get on your team. And a lot of banks, like the one I'm on a board of a bank, uh, BB&T, a lot of banks actually have mm-hmm. people that you can sit down with to think this through so you can actually get a real plan going. So I'd encourage you to do that with okay. your bank, okay? Okay, I will do that. All right, Samantha from Washington, D.C., I appreciate you. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. That's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. And, you know, uh, we want to succeed. We want to prosper. We want to make it to the destination and the goal that God has for us and that we see for ourselves. But there are barriers in between that goal and us. That's what we're talking about today. How do you get around or through those barriers? I'm going to try to help push you through them. I'm going to try to help you get around them if I can. And so far in the first half of our conversation, we've talked with Sean and and Samantha. And guess what? I think they both are going to move toward success. I think you are as well. And uh, God desires it too. Remember Proverbs uh, 16.3. I read this before. I'll read it again. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, 
and your plans will succeed. So, of course, we start with committing it to the Lord, but there still are plans. There's nothing wrong with planning. God desires for you to plan. Uh, and you know what? Uh, if they don't succeed, maybe there's something wrong with the plan. Maybe uh, it's not in God's will. We got to leave that to God. But don't fail to plan. And uh, like my my papa, my daddy used to say, if you uh, uh, plan your work, then you work your plan. All right. But uh, you will miss your target every time if you don't have one. So let me talk you through it. Let me walk you through it. If you want me to, I'm available and I've got two open lines, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Riverdale, Maryland. Talk to Rico, who's on the line. Hello, Rico. David Anderson here. How you doing? Listen, how you doing? I love your show. I'm always um, calling and listening. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate that. So what are you thinking today? Thank you. I had a question since you're talking about business. I started a business okay. um, about a year ago. Yeah. And now I have a particular product. Um, God gave me the vision to start this product. Okay. And so I'm wondering, too, one, how to get out of the local bubble where you're just selling and entertaining, you know, people that you know, and two, yeah. how do you, um, you know, not become a starving artist Yeah. because you won't budget in prices and then not become disco stew where you're giving everything away. Just that, yeah. that you know, how do you get out of that? Yeah, what's, what's the product, if you can share? Yeah, that's fine. I have, um, I make custom teddy bears. They okay. have various teams on them, Redskins, Cowboys. So I try to appeal to, you know, um, baby showers, football mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. I just do a barrage of them. have a pretty good following on Instagram now. Okay, that's great. So uh, yeah. a couple of things. First of all, uh, what is your Instagram? It's ready, ready, Teddy. Ready, ready, Teddy. Ready. Yes, so, sir. So is it ready, ready, or ready, Eddie? No, it's ready, ready. Okay, ready, ready, Teddy. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, I'm going to look you up first of all, okay? Um, and I, I want to order something from you um, and see what you do. But uh, how many people do you have following you on, on Instagram? Um. I think about 100, if not maybe just shy under 100. Gotcha. Okay. So I think you're doing the right thing so far as the social media. So I'd get yourself out on Twitter. I'd get yourself out on um, on Instagram. I'd get yourself out on Facebook. Uh, but I also might do a friends and family campaign. And so uh, whoever your friends and family are, have a mailing list mm-hmm. and send out to them um, a link so that they can go look and, and just lean on them. Say, hey, listen, I just started this new business. I know your friends and family. I hope you'll tell other people about it. And if you can get people to buy 10 of these bears, I'd like to give one to you for free. And, and think that's the way you market it. So you don't want to give everything for free, but you should give one out of 10 for free because I think that's going to help you. Okay, okay. You know, so if if, if you can, one out of 11, really. So anybody who purchases can get 10 purchases, you give them one for free. Now they don't have to buy it, but they can get 10 people to buy it. And I'd push it that way. And I what I would think about is don't worry about that you're in the local bubble. What you want, mm-hmm. is, what you want is distribution. You want to get through your inventory. Right. Right. And you don't care how you get through your inventory. So if you have a thousand bears, you don't care whether it's local or whether it's uh, national. You just want to get those bears out. And once once you start struggling with uh, you can't get enough orders. Now you can start talking about how you move into other markets 
but expose the warm leads oh. that you currently have. And your warmest leads are your family and your friends. And and people like me. Okay. I mean, you called me. Uh, there may be you know thousands of people that are listening right now, and uh, they should check you out. So it's ready, ready, Teddy. Check my brother out and see what he can do and what he can customize. And I think by getting your word out like that, uh, that's getting through your inventory. Do you have a lot in your inventory now? I've only got about a handful now. I've, the, last week was a pretty busy week, so uh-huh. I have about. Five now, and I have a couple more orders I have to fill out. And then, how long does it take you to turn a, turn an order around? So, if I ordered fifty of them, how how long would it take to get those fifty? Um, that's going to be a while. Right now, I'm pretty small, so I may be doing two, three, four, five at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, sir. That's where you're oh. gonna. That's where you're gonna have to find that middle ground, because if somebody wants mm-hmm. to order fifty of them, you got to be able to get that to them in less than two weeks. Right. So it sounds to me like what you really need is capital. You don't really have a business yet, um, you know, because you don't have inventory. You don't have capital. You need capital so you can buy enough inventory and do enough marketing. So when people do come your way, they can actually order something and get it in a timely fashion. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, sir. So you might want to look at a plan of how much capital do I need? What kind of loan can I get? Do I need 10000 you know, do I need 50000 What do I need? Now, I'm going to give you one other idea. I want you to go on my website and find my uh, email address, all right, and shoot me an email. Remind me of who you are, and uh, let's think about how you get that capital. How do you get this business rolling? Is that is that good, Rico? That's great. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Let's go to Cher in Bristol, Maryland. Hello, Miss Cher. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Welcome. How can I serve you? Well, my question um, has to do with your topic of opposition. And how do you deal with family opposition to your success? I mean, it's easy to kind of ignore, you know, those on the outside. But when you have family or your spouse who, um, I don't know what you call it, they get a I don't know, jealous? Is that uh-huh. a good word to say it of, is. of your success? And it, how do you deal with that? It depends on who the family member is. Are you telling me it's your spouse? <laughs> it's, yes, uh-huh. yes, and, yes, and, yes. And yes. Ha- have, has your spouse already been jealous based on the success you already have? Yes. Uh-huh. Do you make more money than your spouse? I have. You have in the past, but you're not right now? No, because when I no because no. So you're in now, and so everything's pretty peaceful right now. Yes. Uh huh. I get it. So when you were making more money, it was a problem. Now that you make less money, it seems like everything's in order in the house, right? Yes. Yeah. So you have what we call an insecure husband. (laughs) I hate to put it hate to put it like that, but the bottom line is, I think that until he feels like he can handle a woman that is making more money than him and doing better than him, he's intimidated until he can uh, get over that. You're going to have a real problem here. I would, I think you have to choose your marriage and try to succeed in a way that you're not making more than him, or you make him feel like y'all are doing it together. Um, if you can make him feel like y'all are doing it together and honey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? You're so smart. I need your brain on this. How can we make this money together? What would you want me to do? Uh, like if you can have that kind of conversation, so he buys into it, he's owning it with you. 
Now, mm-hmm. now he's using you, if I could put it that way, to make more money for the whole household. But it's kind of like our money, and he's the one to kind of help make it happen. That's the only way I can mm-hmm. see this strategically working. Uh, if but if you, if you go out and go succeed and make all this money, uh, he's going to have an issue with it. And I, I guess you've already had a taste of that, haven't you? Yes, yes. I mean, I have great ideas and inventions, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's almost, I can't be my creative self. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a struggle. That's, that's, that's got to be, and I'm really sorry to sorry to hear that you don't have a husband that can lift you up to help you do it. Again, I think you may have to strategically go to him and say, hey, honey, I'd love to do this. What do you think? It, like, get his right. advice. and. You are so smart. Well, I never really thought about that. Okay, so how would you do it if you wanted to? Well, would you be okay with that or you don't like that? You know, if he's on the ground floor and he feels like he owns it, I think that gets you a lot further uh, than saying you're stifling my creativity and I can't I can't fly because right. you're, you're clipping my wings. Is that helpful? Right. Okay. That that's very helpful. It means I'm gonna have to think about how I how I. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I come out with, with what I think. So, yep. yeah, I can do that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure. I'm you're already sure. Well, smart. You. You're already smart. I can tell. You're already creative. I can tell. Right. So, therefore, now I need That's you to right. use use that brain and use that creativity to get him to the answer that you desire. Because you already know where you want to go. Now you want to go get his buy-in. And the way you get his buy-in is start asking him for advice. And as he gives advice, you advice and yeah. as he gives you consultation – you can kind of, you know, help him move toward what you kind of already see. And he'll have other good ideas that maybe you didn't see something. But at least that way, you two are doing it together. What do you think? Together. I think that's awesome. I'm going to try it. <laughs> there you go, Shar. I'm going to try it. Thank you so much, Lord <laughs> bless right, thank, you. Thank you. You got it. All right, let's go to Mike. He's on the line in Bowie, Maryland. Hey, Mike, this is Dr. Anderson. How are you, sir? Fine. How are you doing, Dr. Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging on. What are you thinking today, my friend? Well, I was thinking about a scripture, a couple of scriptures somebody told me, and it it sort of confused me a little. Okay. I noted in in the Old Testament, God was basically just dealing with Israel, right? For the most part, yes. Okay. Seemed like for all the part, but at any rate. Well, yeah, but but really he's... but really, he's dealing with all of us through Israel. That's what I want you to, and when I say most part, remember, it's only up till Genesis 12. When you get to Genesis 12, that's when he calls Abraham and begins this work through the Jews. But prior uh, to that, you had, you know, it wasn't just the Jews. It was Adam and Eve all the way up until the Jews. And there were a lot of generations there. So I just want to make sure you don't think it's just for the Jews. Okay, go ahead. Okay, cause, but, you know, during the flood, I guess he killed everybody except for the people that came from Adam. So, But either way, um, in Matthew fifteen twenty four, what does it mean when Jesus says he was only sent for the lost sheep of uh, Israel? Okay, so... He, only, he only came for them. What is, what is he meaning when he... Well, because he was the Messiah coming only for the lost sheep of Israel, but remember, they uh, rejected him. Uh, and so, as a result, he moved to bring salvation to all the Gentiles. Really what it means is the Jew first. That's another way to put it. The okay. Jew first and then the okay. Gentiles, like in uh, Romans okay. chapter 1. Okay, but Matthew, Mark, and Peter, and those guys didn't reject him, right? And no, they, they were Jews. That's right, and they didn't. And then they said, and, and there were thousands of Jews that followed him that believed. It, it, it says that, so... 
Yeah, but there was a whole lot of Jews that the, the Jewish people, there were a lot of them that didn't. In fact, they many of them crucified him. Not only, you know, but many of them did. And so this is why it's so important to understand that even to this day, there are many Jews uh, that uh, don't believe in Jesus. In fact, you have uh, many Muslims that believe in Jesus, uh, but Jews don't. Uh, and so that's why we got to reach out to all you people. Mean the Jewish? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Saying, you mean the people that are Jewish? Yeah. Yeah. The he, Jewish people you said don't believe in. Yeah. Okay. He, they aren't. They aren't necessarily the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And yeah, they are. I believe that the Hebrew line, all all the way from Abraham, we all kind of go back to it. But there is a a Jewish nation that comes out of when you get Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When you get to uh, Isaac and Ishmael, you kind of make a turn through Isaac, uh, and through Isaac, that line continues all the way through Jesus. And so there is a Jewish line, all right, a Jewish ethnic a group. Jew, a, a Jew line, uh, not Jewish. Say, if I say I'm coming on your show at five-ish, that doesn't mean five, right? That means something like five. Okay, right? you're using different language here. When we talk about five-ish, we're talking about American lingo. Okay, when we say Jewish, we're talking about the ethnic group. Those are two different issues. And if okay. I say Ishmael, that's a, that's a, hang on. If I say, because I don't want people to be twisted by the word. If you say Ishmael, that's different than Jewish, and that's different than 2018 when we say, I'll see you at five-ish. So you can't take all the ishes and make them one uh, same meaning. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. Hello, Sheila. Hi, Dr. Anderson. Welcome from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. How can I serve you today? Hi, um, thanks for taking my call. And I, I was on earlier, but the call dropped. Okay, but no worries. That I got back on. I am so too. I'll make this real quick. Okay. Um, I, I have a nonprofit organization um, that I am trying to um, get men more involved um, in the passion of the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted your thoughts on maybe some ideas on how to get men um, involved and the um, and I'll tell you real quick if I have a moment. Sure. What's um, the organization? The I am. Yeah, it's called the I am Project. Okay. Um and and the and the organization exists to promote awareness uh, to bring awareness to human trafficking uh-huh. um, and sexual violence against girls and um, and women. Um, and uh, so I, I just I have a, a I'm, I'm new. It's only about a year old. I have a great. Uh, support system, a small team of folks that are supporting me, and I do a lot of fundraisers 
um, to uh, to to make money because we're trying to purchase a home for runaway gotcha. girls and also women right. um, who have been victimized. So let me jump in really quickly to the specific question. How do I get more men involved when it comes to human trafficking? Men want to be involved, and at the same time, they feel a little bit guilty and ashamed based on whatever their past is. So let me tell you what to do. Uh, start a program for cool guys. You, can, you got to think of a name that would be a name for cool guys who support uh, little girls. All right. And come up with a name in a program that says, uh, you know, something like cool men uh, care, too. Right. And you do a campaign. Uh, Cool men care, too. And then you you uh, market that on social media and say, I'm trying to get 100 men who actually care. Are you one of them? They would when you do something like that, that kind of generates. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a cool guy that cares, too. But if you just put out there, hey, I'm doing something for human trafficking, they're going to be like, yeah, I support it. But it's not like a passion for me. So the way you make it a passion is when you put a name on it like that and you try to get men to challenge men. Can I get 100 men who are cool men who care, too? That's the kind of program I think that would be kind of uh, exciting. Okay, Sheila? Excellent. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. Is that okay? Please do. That's why I gave it to you, my sister. God bless you. And, Thank Lord, you. as we end this program, we just pray for Sheila. We pray for every person under the sound of my voice. Help them to be a good success. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Help your children. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland, for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.